Hey everyone, Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs here, inviting you to join a very special podcast, 30 Minutes Live with CDP. It's every Wednesday and Friday night on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Live with CDP podcast on this Thursday, November 4th, 2021. Uh, I'm looking forward to my podcast tonight uh, with uh, Evan McGrath, uh, former Kitchener Ranger in 2003 OHL champion and Memorial Cup champion with the Kitchener Rangers. And he was also drafted by the Detroit Red Wings organization in 2004. Uh, he had a 13-year career in pro hockey, uh, playing in the AHL and over in Europe. And uh, I'm going to talk to Evan about his uh, hockey career, uh, going from the Oakville Blades to the Kitchener Rangers, and then uh, being drafted by the Red Wings, and then going to Grand Rapids, and then uh, playing some hockey with the Syracuse Crunch before heading over to Europe. So just give me one second, guys, and I'm going to bring on uh, Evan McGrath, the former Kitchener Ranger. Hey, Evan, how you doing, buddy? Hey, how's it going tonight? Good. How are, How was your day today? Really good, buddy. Really good. Just uh, trying to keep as busy as possible all the time here, and uh, it's uh, it, it's going well. Yes, I know what you're saying. Uh, with my current job, I work midnights, and then doing this podcast, and then I I also do some uh, volunteer work with Rogers TV as a camera operator for the Gulf Storm home game. So uh, there's sometimes I'm not home very often. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. That's a busy schedule. Yes, but I, I love doing the podcast and uh, and I uh, love do, uh, doing the camera work for uh, Rogers TV. People don't realize how much work there is in, in uh, uh, broadcast, even for an OHL game. Oh, it really is. I, I, I've been lucky enough to meet a lot of people within Rogers, within some of the programs that we're dealing with, a lot of games we did even in Europe. And um, yeah, just to put put things together for a game, people have no idea the things behind the scenes. But there are a good bunch of people to work with. And and like I said, I'm, I'm just so glad, Evan, I, I can't speak for you, but I know you probably feel the same way as me. So glad to have the Ontario Hockey League back. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. Um, I've been lucky enough since I, I, I stopped playing a couple of years ago that I've been able to work with a lot of great players in the OHL right now. And um, seeing them, I guess get to, to experience a dream almost of theirs right now that they've been missing for these last uh, year and a half, two years. Um, it's special and, and, and to see them all develop and, and, and just to get to go watch games again, it's, it, it's been really good. One thing I wanted to ask you, Evan, because you obviously you played for Kitchener for four years back in the early 2000s from uh, 02 to 06. Do you find the speed of the game has gotten faster since you've been in the OHL? I do, Chris. Like You know what? Every year the game's getting better. It's getting stronger. It's getting faster. Um, I'm, like I said, lucky enough to train a lot of these OHL and pro players now and, and it's a pleasure just to watch them sometimes. Uh, it, it's the skill level is incredible. The speed is incredible. Um, again, it, it's it, the game has changed, right? The equipment's changed. The way of training has changed. Um, but like I said, just to watch these guys with their talent, it, uh, it it's pretty special. I was going to say, in doing camera work, I really have to be on the ball just to keep up with the puck in that. So that's why I wanted to ask you about the, the speed, because some guys at the Storm Games the other night were saying how fast these kids are compared to even five, ten years ago. 
No, you're exactly right. And there, there's a few kids actually on the storm. I've been lucky enough to train uh, Chase Coughlin, Cam Allen. Uh, these guys came really quite often. Uh, Bowman, these guys came probably two, three times a week to me um, throughout the last year, year and a half. So it, 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 like you said, the speed, the skill of these guys, it, I don't know how you do keep up with them. And I was going to say uh, the Kitchener Rangers did get off to a good start, but I think they've had a couple injuries and they've kind of uh, cooled off a little bit uh, recently. Yeah. You know what? That's, that's natural, right? Every, mm-hmm. every team has their ups and downs and um, I'm lucky enough to have a lot of great relationships with Kitchener, even George Burnett in, in Guelph too. So to see, uh, to see them get to have those games recently too, so many, it, it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you know what? Teams go through their ups and downs. I'm sure um, Kitchener will find their way. Uh, they have good leadership there, so I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, and I have to admit too. Uh, I know Guelph struggled at start the season uh, with their two young goalies, but uh, to be fair, uh, uh, Jacob um, Jacob Oyster is only 16, and uh, Owen Bennett is really still a rookie because his first year was two years ago, and Nico Dawes was in net a lot. So um, I think they're 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 starting to play much better, and and I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a really uh, good season. And uh, unfortunately, like I said, um, I think London's going to be the class of the the Western Conference uh, as of now. Yeah, they they've got a great squad over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a, a great leadership over there. Um, but yeah, they're they're they have some great players. Uh, again, a couple clients, Connor Federkow, I, I train there. Luke Evangelista, um, uh, really talented group. So it's really early on in the year. It's tough to tell. Uh, yep. There's still fifty uh, something odd games here. So uh, let it play out, and and hopefully we in a few months again and see where it really went. Definitely. Okay, I'm just going to get to some questions, Evan. Um, the first one, can you tell my audience just a little bit about yourself and when did you decide you wanted to per, uh, pursue a career in hockey? Well, I, I think pretty much uh, I, I don't even remember since I wanted to be a hockey player. It was that young. Um, I, I wanted to be like my older brothers and they were playing hockey and um, my, my dad pushed us to play and, and to compete at a high level and, and uh, it was a great career and, and right from I think two, three years old I, I started playing. Um, my dad had me on the ice all the time. I was always chasing my older brothers out there so um, that kept me kind of interested in the game and loving the game and it just built from there. I, I had a lot of success as a kid. Um, at a young age and, and growing up and I got to play with some great players, got to have some amazing experiences even as, as a kid. So um, it, it was a lot of fun, a lot of great, a lot of great memories. And uh, it was, uh, it was a great career. I was going to say, and uh, winning an OHL championship in a Memorial cup in uh, 2003 was pretty special as well. It really was um, especially now that my career is done. I think you look back on it even more now and, and appreciate it even more. Um, some really great players that I still keep in touch with on the team. Um, even the coaches were still in touch. Um, so it was a really special team. It was a really special year. Um, to win a Memorial Cup is not an easy thing to do. And uh, to do it your first year was was even more cool. Um, so, like I said, just one of those great experiences that uh, you really cherish more and more as you, as you get out of the game. 
Okay. And that leads to my next question. Uh, I'm just trying to keep it uh, going at a good pace for you. Um, where did you attend school? I know you're from Oakville and I was in, I lived in Oakville before you were uh, born. Cause I'm an old guy. And uh, <laughs> I lived uh, on um, near Munn's public school off of uh, yeah. six line. That's yeah. where I, I grew up in the seventies and early eighties. And um, did you have any mentors um, besides your parents uh, when you were starting out young as a hockey player? You know what? I, I think my biggest mentor was just my family. Um, my brothers and my parents really pushed me to play. And, and like I said, pushed me to play at a high level. Um, along the way, obviously, you have some amazing coaches as a kid. Uh, even people like Paul Marin, who was down the street from us. Uh, one of my first coaches at, at a very young age. Um, again, and then you go into people like from my dad coached me throughout my career in Oakville as a young kid. And then, uh, in Toronto, Rob Van Onlang, Steve Cook. So some really, really influential people that, um, really tried to give me the best opportunity that they could when I was younger. Okay. And I was going to, this leads to my next question. Um, what was it like being drafted by the OHL's Kitchener Rangers uh, coming from the Oakville Blades uh, in 01-02? And what was the adjustment like being in the OHL in your first year coming from Oakville? Um, being drafted by Kitchener was obviously an honor. Um, a great, great organization like that. Um, thinking so highly of you in the first round is always a, a good feeling. Um, I, I got some great experiences at playing with the Oakville uh, Junior A Blades as a young age. Uh, I got to play against older players, which I think only benefited me to, to kind of make that step into the OHL. Uh, it, it was, it's pretty tough going from minor midget these days right to the OHL. Uh, it, it's a pretty big step. Um, and even back then it was, so having that kind of bridge, the Oakville blades to the Kitchener Rangers, I think kind of made it a little bit easier for me. And I was going to say, and they, they started you out on what the third or the fourth line in your first year with the blades, uh, with the Rangers in your first year. You know what? It was funny. I, 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 I was on the third line. Yeah. As a centerman, but then every once in a while I'd be mixed in on the first line as a winger with Derek Roy and, and Gregory Campbell, which was obviously really cool as a young kid. Um, great guys to kind of look up to and, and play with that not only guys, but players. Um, so uh, yeah, it was, it, it kind of started that way and, and fluctuated throughout my career, I guess, ups and downs in Kitchener, but um yeah, it's kind of the way it started there. I was going to say, and the year before the Rangers won the Memorial Cup, uh, they they were upset by the storm in the first round. But uh, I was going to say, Peter DeBoer and Steve Spot did a, a great job with that organization, uh, building it into a winning uh, franchise again. Yeah, they're they're very smart hockey minds. Um, I, th I think they've been in the NHL now for. Oh, I would say at least around 10 years now straight, give or take. So mm -hmm. um, they obviously know the game. They, they did a great job with us. We always had winning teams. We always had um, a pro culture around Kitchener, which was fantastic. Um, and from what I see, it's, it's only grown. So uh, yeah, I think they were pretty influential in kind of building or getting the, the Kitchener Rangers culture up to that, that top standard.
Well, and they came over, uh, Steve and, um, and Peter came over from the Plymouth Whalers, and they were a solid franchise, too, in the late 90s and early uh, 2000s as well. Yeah, it was funny because we Pete and Spotter came over, and then they made a trade, actually, with Gregory Campbell. And, oh, my goodness, <clears throat> they, they made a big trade there. And uh, they obviously came over that year so there was a lot of feuds and we played them in the playoffs and then there was a a goal that was maybe supposed to go in but didn't go in and it was uh there was a lot of rivalries that year when we played them so it kind of made your first year a little more interesting definitely and ryan uh, ryan ramsey's the 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 trade it was okay. gregory campbell for ryan ramsey I still can't believe it's going on 18 years since that team won the Memorial Cup. It's like, wow, 18 years ago. I know. You're telling me it's been some time, but uh, flown by really has. I was going to say quickly, do you still keep in touch with some of your teammates from that team? For sure. For sure I do. Um, guys like Adam Keefe, uh, he's coaching over in, in Ireland right now, doing a, a fantastic job with, with an organization there. Um, they have eight, 9,000 fans come a night and he's actually been the one that's built that, that organization up. So, uh, I keep in touch with him quite a bit. Um, and then it's just kind of when you run into guys, right? Um, the game is, is a, it's a small world. So when you're at the rinks, you, you run into different people and run into even Pete and Spotter. We're still in touch every once in a while. So, um yeah there's still guys you still touch base with and, and when you do it it's always nice to do it i was gonna say and uh when the 20th anniversary comes up hopefully you guys will all be able to get together at the odd to celebrate that team yeah it would be cool to do something like that for sure definitely um next question i wanted to ask you evan is do you remember your first ohl game with the rangers and who your first slime mates were my first OHL game, it was, well, my first exhibition OHL game was funny because mm -hmm. Kitchener always used to have kind of a meet and greet before uh, the first exhibition game. And I remember myself being extremely nervous about it, obviously, because it's your first exhibition game and you got to meet all these new fans before it when, when as a young kid, you're not used to those. And the, the first thing they did was they put three of us in a dunk tank. So it, it kind of shook the nerves off pretty quick when you're getting in that cold water. Um, but that was kind of my first memory of getting that. But uh, no, I, I, I do remember a lot of, a lot of special things about Kitchener and, and your first game always is. And, and a couple other games against Ottawa in the finals was always a special game. Um, there, again, there, there's so many to, to kind of name. Okay. And my next, that leads to my next question, Evan. Um, what was it like playing for four years in Kitchener? And what were your thoughts on the Ranger fans and also the uh, late, great uh, Don Cameron, who was the voice of the team for uh, uh, 50 years, which is just amazing? Yeah, Mr. Cameron was a special person. Um, always around, always looking to, to have a conversation, tell a story. Um, just a lot of positivity always came out of him. Um, so hearing of that was, was, uh, very upsetting. Uh, obviously him and I always had a really good time and, and great conversations. So, um, you can't say enough about somebody like that and, and respect somebody like that. So I know he's very, uh, he's, he's definitely not forgotten and, and, and very missed for sure.
And um, like I said, and uh, overall, how were the Ranger fans were with you and the and the players when you were there from all two to all six? It was fantastic. Uh, I was lucky to have a good billet, uh, Greg Cusimano. Um, and and which makes everything a lot easier when you're living um, in a different city. Uh, Greg kind of took me under his wing and then kind of treated me like his son, which was, it, people say they want to do that, but uh, it's a lot easier to say it than to do it. Uh, so I was really lucky with Greg. Um, somebody I, I am in touch with weekly. Um, the fans, obviously, probably, I would say at the time, I can't comment now, but at the time I would say they were definitely one of the top fans in the leagues. Um, we, we were sold out almost every game. You would go around the city, people would res be so respectful, so kind, um, supportive. Uh, again, there's, I, I couldn't even tell you even in my business now that I'm doing how many people I'm dealing with now that, uh, I kind of didn't know, but I dealt with back then as well. So um, it's special to kind of reconnect again and it, it, really cool. And I was going to say too, people forget uh, these guys that are in the OHL as yourself were uh, some of them start out as 16 year old kids and it's their first time away from home. And that is got to be a big of an adjustment as well. Oh, it's massive. Right. And, and every kid's different. Um some handle it very easily. Some handle it a little bit more difficult and have different issues. Um, so again, it's, it, these teams kind of know, um, well, they try to know the person so that they can kind of build it up the, the way that's best for the kids. Right. So, um, I was very lucky, uh, Pete and Spotter were great that way. And, and the first time we met the Kuzumano family, um, my parents knew it was going to be a good fit. I was going to say, yeah, because that people don't realize how important uh, billet families are to the players as well. Uh, it's it's massive. And, and like I said, I'm even dealing with um, other families now that were billets, um, just that I used to go over to their house and have dinner and sit at their table and and as a kid. And, and now we're kind of uh, in, in a professional world kind of dealing with each other. So it's it's special in, in Kitchener and Waterloo, the entire area there kind of offers that with the, uh, with the Rangers players for sure. Okay. My next question I wanted to ask you, you've already sort of answered it, but uh, during that old two old three season, Evan, um, did you guys have a feeling you guys knew this was a special team uh, before the season started? I don't think we knew we were that going to be that good. Um we knew we had some pieces uh, with Mike Richards, with Derek Roy. Um, Steve Eminger did not start the season with us. Um, so that was a question mark. Um, we knew if, if Steve came back that uh, we would have something pretty cool. Um, but then, like, we brought in guys like uh Clarky came in out of nowhere um had a great junior career and pro career and even guys like nathan onabagon came in at from mississauga and, and and played like leading roles not just small roles um scott dickey an overage goalie that everybody kind of counted out that stood on his head for us uh george halkidis that came out of nowhere as as 
an OA strong defenseman for us. Uh, again, like Braff Martinowski, so many different names that you could throw out there that, uh, yeah, the, the, the team was pretty special. And, and again, a great group that we were lucky enough to play with. I was going to say, one of the guys I enjoyed on that team was the uh, defenseman Andrew, Andrew, Andrew uh, Benoit. Benny's yeah. Benny, yeah. Benny was a really special D. Um, he's actually married to, to a fr- childhood friend of ours that I actually introduced him to. Um, so it's a, a small world, but yeah, it's um, he, he was a, one of the most talented D I think in Kitchener Ranger history. Um, really skilled, did a lot of really a lot of the good things. Yeah, I remember him as an offensive defenseman and a great skater. Exactly, and really smart. Definitely, and and to be honest, I was lucky enough to see the '82 team win the Memorial Cup, and I think this team, the old three team, was just as good as that '82 '82 team that won it. Oh, I don't know if I lost you, Evan. No, you're there. You're there. Okay, sorry, because yeah, sometimes things can happen. So, um, but I was gonna say, and it just shows you how hard it is, Evan, to win the Memorial Cup. Because I know Guelph's had six uh, cracks at it, and and they've had a couple great teams, but it's just so hard to win it that in that tournament format. That's exactly it, right? It's 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 anybody's kind of game once you get there. So, it's uh, it's a tough one for sure. Okay. Uh, the next question I wanted to ask you, Evan, is can you describe – I'm a Red Wings fan, by the way. Can you describe what it was like being drafted by the Red Wings organization in 2004, 120th overall? And I believe it was Ken Holland and Jim Neal that uh, I think probably drafted you back then. Yep, yep. That's exactly who it was. Um, obviously a, a great honor. Um uh, great organization uh really amazing time um again when i was uh going into the draft uh i went to carolina for it um kind of thinking i was going to be drafted a little bit higher so after the first day went by um i was pretty disappointed that i wasn't drafted uh, so to be honest with you, I didn't go to the second day of the draft. Um, and my agent called me in the morning that morning uh, and said, hey, Detroit Red Wings have picked you. Uh, they're super excited to have you, really want to meet you. They really would really like if you came down. So I rushed and put my suit on. I rushed down and, and to the arena and kind of sprint down the stairs and kind of sit there and meet around the table, Kenny Holland, Jim Nill, Joe McDonnell, who's uh, around a lot uh, in Kitchener and things like that. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a very special moment for sure. Did you happen to have any dealings with Mike Babcock when you got drafted? Yeah, I, I was at training camp and probably played about 20 exhibition games under Mike. Yeah, I, like I said, whether what people think of him is he still was a great coach and he did win. He had so much success in the AHL and in the NHL as well. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, what I tell people is Mike, Mike ran one of the best practices that I've been part of. Um, it was always really high pace. Uh, there was very little downtime. It wasn't extremely long, um, but the pace of it, the, the tempo – um, he, he ran it probably one of the best practices I, I had in my career at least. Um, so 
uh, of course people can can knock a guy they can say bad things but uh he had a pretty cool career and and, and definitely had a a lot of great for sure yeah, I was going to say it's one thing people can speculate, but it's it's his former players and current like former players that know all about him. And like I said, I uh, you you don't win two gold medals in a Stanley Cup uh, by being a, a below average coach. Well, that's exactly it, right? And and um, obviously, I, I think the way coaches um, need to coach now is a little bit different than it was 10, 15 years mm-hmm. ago in, in, in the game and, and the world has changed a little bit. Um, yeah. So, so it, it's, it's not a knock against somebody like that by any means. He's, he was a great coach, had a great career and um, I'm sure we'll continue to have a great career. Yeah. I believe he's coaching uh university of Saskatchewan Huskies right now, I believe. I think so. And he's done a lot of great TV stuff and, and have a mind like him on TV is always good too. Definitely. Okay. I just wanted to ask you about that. And I just got a couple more questions, Evans. Like I said, I've, uh, no problem. I'm, I'm trying to like, uh, audible. Like I said, I try to <laughs> be flexible with what my guests can give me for time. So, um, the next question I wanted to ask you, buddy is, uh, what was the biggest adjustment going from the OHL to the American hockey league? And what was it like playing for the grand Rapids Griffins? And then uh, after, uh, with the Syracuse crunch before you went overseas to uh, play over there to finish your career. Yeah. I, I, uh, grand Rapids was, and it is still one of the, probably the best AHL cities there are around, um, so I had a lot of great experiences there. Um, I think the hardest thing was just maturing enough that you're living on your own. You're doing everything on your own. Um, I was lucky enough to have my wife, my now wife, uh, there with me. Um, so that kind of made things a little bit easier at home. But uh, again, it's just getting the maturity of, of uh, I guess, growing up very quickly. Uh, going from the OHL where you still have billets, you still have people telling you where to go, when to be there, um, to pro where it's on your shoulders more. So that's that. I think that was probably just the most difficult part. But um, obviously the skill was fantastic in the HL. So just trying to to grow into yourself as quickly as possible. Now, was I'm trying to think who the coach was back then. It wasn't Jeff Blasio, was it? No, my first coach was Greg Ireland. Okay. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, Greg Ireland. Yeah, we went through a few. Um, we had Kurt, Kurt, uh, Craig Foster. We had uh, Mike Stuthers. Um, so we had a couple guys um, as coaches going through there. Okay. And when you did go to Grand Rapids, did someone from the team help you find a, like an apartment, a place to stay? I think it was more... Um, just the players they kind of gave you the guys that were there the year before you kind of just let off them and where they were living and there was a, a couple different complexes in the area that you kind of could choose from so it was more the players that helped you out with that okay that's good to know because I, I wasn't sure how that worked going from the ohl to the american hockey league so well there's always returning players and older players and, and they can kind of gauge on what kind of stage i guess players are in their lives if if they're more of the the single type or if they're more of like the the maybe bringing their girlfriend kind of more at home type so it's um they could kind of help with that which which usually is the the case Okay. Are you good for a few more minutes? I just have a couple more questions, yep. Evan. Yep. Okay. Okay. Cool. I was going to say, uh, was there a, a player or two on the Griffins team that kind of took you under the wing in your first year there? 
Yeah, you know what? Uh, Daryl Bootlin was really good to me. Um, another guy that had a really interesting, cool career. Um, he was always really kind to me, really good to me. Um, kind of the older brother that kind of kicked my ass when he needed it kind of idea. Um, and wasn't afraid to kind of say it. So uh, Daryl was really good to me. Uh, but yeah, there he was probably on the, my first year, one of the better guys that helped me out through the year, yeah. And I think his uh, brother, Nick Bootlin, played for the Gulf Storm. I think so, yeah. And, and I think if he's still coaching and GM in the East Coast League out in Kalamazoo for the last, for many, many years now. And you were in the AHL for, uh, I think, from what, uh, let's see, 2007 to 2011, I believe? Yeah. Okay. And that leads to my, my next question. Uh, what was it like playing pro hockey over in Europe, and how much of an adjustment did it take you to to get used to the the speed and the skill over there and the bigger ice rinks? Yeah, that that was probably the biggest adjustment, because um, especially in Sweden, it's it's a very quick game, and I jumped into Sweden not really knowing anything about European hockey, um, because I always had the mind frame that I was in going to be staying in North America and never thought anything else, so. Um, it was a massive, massive adjustment. Um, probably after the first five games, I think my team threatened to send me home. <laughs> um, but then kind of, I, I, I figured it out and, um, had a very successful year in Sweden and a, and a good five years in Sweden. So, uh, I, I love the experience. Uh, again, my family was with me, which was fantastic. We got to see some amazing places, uh, play in some great places, meet amazing people. So uh, definitely a really cool experience. Okay. And that leads to my next question. Um, how hard was it to announce your retirement from pro hockey after 13 seasons uh, between the AHL and overseas in Europe? Yeah, for me, um, I, I had another year contract um, over in England that I didn't, uh, I didn't use because of different, opportunities i guess you could say here um i i tried not really to make a big deal of it um it's i don't know it, it, it's definitely upsetting and you, you're gonna miss it and, and miss a lot of special things about it and um for now i just try to try to think of the good things and then remember those things and and try to bring the experiences that i i did have to to some of the other players now Okay, because um, like I said, for most athletes, uh, playing a sport is most of their life. So I always imagine it is a little hard at times to retire from a sport that you uh, love growing up playing as a kid. Yeah, it is. But you know what? I'm still part of the game a lot with a lot of young players, and, and, and it keeps me um, focused and busy on that side of it as well. So um, try to keep yourself as, as involved as you can. Well, because what, what I remember most of uh, from when you were playing in Kitchener days is you were definitely a consistent goal scorer and a consistent player. And I was always like, hey, you got to keep your eye on uh, uh, Evan McGrath. And sure enough, like I said, and you really took off in your second year, third year, and then your uh, fourth year, I believe you had 117 points with Kitchener. Yeah, I, I had some really great years. Um, and one thing I always tried, and, and even when at a young age, my, my, my dad always – kept a chart of every game that I played um, and he'd give us stars for how well we played. And, and one thing was 
really stressed was consistency. Um, so one thing I was trying always and, and proud of is is trying to be as consistent as you could game after game, even if uh, it's pitching in an assist here or a goal here. Um, my role was more offensive, so I always tried to have that goal or that assist in, in the game to actually make a, make a difference. Okay, and I had to ask you this quick question. I only got like two more, and that's it. Um, what was your besides the Kitchener Memorial Auditorium? What was your favorite other arena or arenas that you like playing in as a visitor with Kitchener? Uh, I Guelph was always fun because it was always uh, a massive rivalry. Um, London, I I didn't like playing in London because I always played awful there. I don't know why. I just always personally was very unsuccessful there um but no kitchener was great ottawa was always a lot of fun because they always had an interesting crowd on sundays um but yeah i i think it would probably be against guelph just because of the rivalries that we had yes and uh i think this year they they play uh guelph 10 or 11 or i think 10 times this year yeah at the beginning of the year they've already played a bunch of times each other times. um just yeah. i think with COVID and, and protocols and things like that, but that's changing here now, which is cool to see other teams playing again against other teams. Okay. And did you have any rituals you did before each game? Um, they always changed. Um, I guess it's, <laughs> you'd have a bad game and you'd change up your pregame meal and then all of a sudden you'd have a good one. So you'd try that for four games in a row or, or different things like that. My our Mem Cup year, me and Dave Clarkson, uh, every year or every game we would switch off where we would get each other a coffee and a donut at Tim Hortons. Um, that was something small that we just kind of did that year. Um, but you kind of build different rituals with different guys as teams change and things like that as well. Okay. And uh, just like two questions left, and this one I wanted to ask you, what was the adjustment like going from a career in pro hockey to a career as an individual group wealth advisor? And can you just tell my audience just currently a little bit about your current role with the company? Yeah, I, I, I've gotten into wealth management and, and my last couple of years of playing, it was a career choice I knew I was going to make. Um, so kind of did my licensing, uh, all those types of things then. And uh, yeah, I've, I've just, now I'm working with a lot of different companies, a lot of different uh, business owners, different individual families, um, just in regards to, to life planning. Um, it's, it's, I've seen a lot of different things. I've learned a lot of different things and, and, and bring a lot of different perspectives to, to different eyes. So uh, I've really enjoyed it. I've, I've met so many great people in, in all of, I guess you could say the golden horseshoe area here. Um, and even again, back into Kitchener, I've, I've been working with a lot of different company owners and, and old billets that, um, that I, I had met from before. So uh, it's been a lot of fun kind of reconnecting and, and building those new, those new cool relationships as well. And I was going to say, when I was younger, I was, uh, I always was taught the value of a dollar and, and learn how to save money. And I started investing money when I was younger and they really should start bringing back economics into the high school for kids too. Yeah. You know what? It just makes sense. Right. Um, it's such a big part of life that, that a lot of people aren't, I guess you could say just knowledgeable about, um, there's a lot of different great options out there. So, 
it's it's a full plan right and and like you said it would be great to see a little bit of learning and, and a little bit of teaching at, at a younger age for sure okay and last question for you evan okay. um again i want to say thank you so much for doing this i really appreciate no problem, it no problem. like Thanks i said definitely um any advice for those looking to pursue a career in hockey sports and maybe possibly as a financial advisor and where can my audience uh find you or contact you on social media or a website yeah well like i said thanks again for having me it's it's always great to, to kind of tell your story and talk uh talk about different things with different people so thanks again chris um and yeah, you you can find me on Instagram, uh, Evan McGrath Hockey for Hockey on that side of it, um, and, and lots of different uh, opportunities kind of coming. So uh, I'm I'm really excited about that, and, and uh, really excited about where where things could go here in the future. Okay, and uh, like you said uh, again, I just want to say thank you again uh, for coming on, Evan. And uh, we'll definitely have to uh, keep in touch with you on LinkedIn, and I'll have to look for you on Instagram as well. Of course, that'd be great. Okay, um, when I let you go, is it okay if I play a, a little clip of your highlights that I got off of YouTube for my audience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Okay. Okay, because I do that with all my guests. And, and again, um, thank you so much, Evan. And we'll definitely keep in touch with you on uh, uh, LinkedIn and look for you on Instagram. All right, Chris. Thanks a lot for having me. You're welcome. Have a great night, Evan. Okay, you too. Bye. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed my podcast tonight uh, with Evan McGrath, uh, former pro hockey player and 2003 OHL and Memorial Cup champion with the Kitchener Rangers. He's now a financial uh, wealth advisor in the Kitchener-Waterloo area, and I really appreciate Evan coming on tonight. And I'm just going to show a little bit of a clip of Evan's uh, hockey highlight of his hockey highlights uh, from the AHL and over in Europe. Just one second, guys. Growing up in Cali and you know I love the weather Bottom blind hit him and you know I handle pressure I do what I want so I'm never saying never I get what I want so they call me go-getter Yeah, I know he does it good but you know I do it better So misunderstood, she wanted then I let her Everybody knows if I want her then I get her She gave me that look and yeah. she knows she thinks I'm clever I don't think I do it good, no I think I do it great They would do it if they could, they can't do it so they hate Every Everybody wanna look, but nobody wanna play. Stealing eyes like a crook while I put it on display. I don't do it by the book, no, I do my own thing. That's why every single hook got them singing like me. And I ain't in any rush, cause I'm finally getting paid. Don't believe in any luck, I believe I'm self-made, yeah. 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 Let's go. 
Catch me at the top, singing shots of Patron. I will never stop till the world is my home. I'm about to pop, everybody's gonna know. When the beat drops, they yell and be ho. Girls in crop tops, drop tops at a shows. Mini skirts rocked at a saw like woe. All the pretty ladies lined up front row. Driving me crazy, I just wanna take them home. Got it on lock, yeah, you can call me pro. Parties on the blocks, make sure the girls know. Now it's getting hot up in here, oh no Think Nelly had it right, better take off all your clothes Future's looking bright, now I'm finally in the zone Three years of my life, I committed to the growth Soldier boy, tell him number one ringtone I'm the reason people texting cause they blowing up your phone I don't think I do it good, no I think I do it great They would do it if they could, they can't do it so they hate Everybody wanna look, but nobody wanna play Stealing eyes like a crook while I put it on display I don't do it by the book, no, I do my own thing That's why every single hook got them singing like me And I ain't in any rush, cause I'm finally getting paid Don't believe in any luck, I believe I'm self-made, yeah Don't believe in any luck, I believe I'm self-made, yeah Anyways, that's just some uh, career uh, highlights from Evan McGrath's career uh, in the AHL and over in Europe again. And like I said, I really appreciate uh, Evan McGrath, a Memorial Cup champion, coming on live with CDP podcast again. So I really appreciate it. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody uh, watching this podcast live on my YouTube channel. Uh, please subscribe if you haven't. Thank you for everyone watching on Facebook Live on my page and also on Twitter at Chris D. Pame. And just to let you guys know, Live with CDP Podcast, the audio version is downloaded onto Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, CastBox, and on my LinkedIn page as well if you want to listen to it on audio form. And also, guys, you can follow me on TikTok at Live with CDP. I'm on there quite often uh, doing my promo promos for my podcast as well. And also, guys, Live with CDP merchandise. Podcast shirts are 15 coffee mugs 15 And my new podcast hats, if you're interested, are $18. Shipping extra if you're out of Guelph and out of country as well. Anyways, guys, I got some more sports news. Uh, like I said, uh, the, next CD, the next Live CDP podcast to be announced. Uh, there will be one next week. I just have to confirm with my guest and a schedule. So TBA, to be announced, TBA for next week's Live with CDP podcast. And also, guys, some sports. We got Thursday night football tonight. We got Mike White and the New York Jets taking on Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts at 820 kickoff. I am picking the Jets to upset the Colts 31-28. Uh, Mike White had such a great game against the Bengals. I'm, I'm just going to pick the Jets uh, to win again. 31-28 over the Colts and upset. So we'll see what happens. And the big hockey news today, guys, as you know, uh, Jack Eichel has finally been traded by the Buffalo Sabres uh, to the Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, third-round pick, Eichel and a third-round pick to Vegas uh, for uh, Peyton Cribs, Alex uh, Tuck, 
and a first round pick and a future second round pick. So Buffalo gets two young players to add to their lineup and two high draft picks and Vegas will get a potential superstar if he can recover from his next surgery in Jack Eichel and also a third round pick in 2022 or 2023. So um, yeah, that was the big news of today and just, yeah, Vegas first round pick is not a ten, top 10 selection. The Sabres will get a, a 2022 first rounder and a 2023 second rounder with Vegas getting a 2023rd third rounder. So there are some conditions on this as well. But uh, overall, I think it's a good trade for the Sabres and Vegas. Buffalo gets uh, the drama nonsense out of the way and Eichel did not want to be in Buffalo anymore. And it's a, if he can recover from the next surgery, he'll be a great addition to the Vegas Golden Knights and Buffalo will get two young players and a couple of high draft picks as well. So uh, that leads to my uh, poll question, guys. Um, who won the Sabres Golden Knights trade today? Buffalo or Vegas? Or is it too early to tell? Please post your comments on my comment page on my podcast as I'm curious to see what the response are again. So again, who won the Sabres Golden Knights trade? Please just uh Send me a comment and let me know who you uh, who you thought won that trade. I actually think both teams won this trade. So, but a time will tell. Uh, it'll probably take a couple years to see how Eichel recovers from all this neck surgery and how these young guys uh, do for the Sabers as well. So. And also, guys, let to know the Gulf Storm coming off a four nothing win in Kitchener on Tuesday night, or in Sault Ste. Marie this weekend, Friday and Saturday night, to take on the Greyhounds. And both games will be on CJOY 1460 AM with Larry Malott doing the the, the call of the game. And uh, we'll see if Owen Bennett can continue his hot streak uh, behind the net in the net for the Gulf Storm as well. And let's see some other uh, sports news, guys. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings will have Tyler Bertuzzi back in the lineup tonight, but minus Dylan Larkin. They're taking on the Boston Bruins tonight at 7 o'clock, face-off at TD Garden. And Boston, the Red Wings have lost their last couple of games, actually three in a row, the Florida, Toronto, and Montreal. So the Wings really need to make a, a big effort tonight, and hopefully I uh, can get two points in Boston or at least a point. So we'll see what happens there. And also, guys, just to let you know, the Detroit Pistons are back home at Little Caesars Arena tonight, taking on Joe Embiid in the uh, red-hot Philadelphia 76ers. The Pistons are off to a one and six start and Cade Cunningham has played a couple games but he's off to a slow start since he's uh recut coming off of ankle surgery so hopefully Cade can get a little more comfortable tonight and produce a little more offensively and uh just keep getting better every game and uh it, I would be nice to see the Pistons get a win tonight because like I said uh one and six you don't want to keep losing you with a young team like the Pistons uh it's important for them to start being competitive and and to start trying to win some games to build their confidence up so uh we'll just cross their fingers the Pistons can get a W tonight against a very good Philadelphia team as well Anyways, guys, uh, like I said, I would just want to say th again, thank you to Evan McGrath for coming on live with CDP Podcast. Everybody who watches this on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, thank you. And also, uh, like I said, anyone who listens to this on audio, uh, thank you so much as well. And uh, yeah, again, like I said, Thursday night football tonight, Jets and Colts at 820 uh, p.m. And as you know, the Atlanta Braves won their second World Series in 26 years, uh, beating the Astros the other night, too. So congratulations to the world champion Atlanta Braves. And that'll be it for baseball for the next four months as well. 
And also, guys, just to let you know, the next live with CDP podcast to be announced. I will probably do that on the weekend. I do have more podcasts coming up next week and some more guests. It's just a matter of uh, connecting with my guests and their schedule and stuff like that as well. So anyways, guys, I think I'm going to call that a show. But I just want to say thank you again to everybody uh, for watching live with CDP podcast. And I hope everyone enjoys the Colts Jets game tonight. And uh Looking forward to some uh, NFL football this weekend as well. And uh, I know the Eagles take on the uh, L.A. Chargers at 4.05 at the link. Uh, Chargers are now 4-2 and two after their loss to the Patriots. And the Eagles are now 3-5 and five after their uh, 44-6 uh, beating of the Detroit Lions. So uh, go Birds, fly Eagles, fly. And hopefully uh, we can get another W this weekend at the link against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers as well. All right, guys, I'm going to call it a podcast. But again, thank you again to Evan McGrath for coming on. And thank you, everybody, for watching this live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and later on, on my audio platforms. I hope everyone has a great night, great weekend, and we'll talk to you guys uh, next week for another live edition with C- live with CDP edition. Have a great weekend, guys. Thank you so much for watching.